Well, hello and welcome back to In the Growth Space. I'm your host, David McLennan. And before we get into today's episode, and it is a really good one, I want to just share with you an opportunity for you to have your own growth experience at our Inner Circle Summit. You know, once a year, we hold an annual summit here in the Pittsburgh area for our members of our Inner Circle groups. But we also open it up to the public because we want to share just all the benefits of having an Inner Circle group. And this is your opportunity to join us in person because registration is now open. And this year, we're gonna be doing some things a little bit differently, and, and you'll have an opportunity to network, to slow down, um, consider your goals, uh, consider your aspirations, and, and really even create your, your vision for the new year. We're gonna have great food, um, leaders from quite literally all around the world, and today's guest is gonna be there uh, facilitating a session uh, around the subject that we're going to get into today, which is emotional intelligence or, or EQ. And I'll make sure that uh, our team puts our registration page uh, address in the show notes. But if you go to davidmcglennon.com forward slash inner circle summit 2022, you'll be able to register and secure your seat. Now, we do have a coupon code specifically for our podcast listeners. So if you go to the page, enter the word podcast in all capital letters, podcast, and put that in the coupon box when you check out and you'll receive $20 off of your registration fee. So let me go ahead then and introduce you to our guest today. Our guest is Regina Bryan. She's a great friend of mine and she's also the daughter of a 30-year Navy veteran. And she learned early in life the value of adaptability and service and connection. And during her 10-year career with Keller Williams Realty, Regina was best known for teaching personal growth and communication classes while wholeheartedly living out the KW values, which also included creating a, a great culture where no one wants to leave. That's near and dear to my heart. And as a result, she was twice awarded the prestigious Office Culture Award and named a Southeast Region Culture Ambassador. In 2015, Regina partnered with the world's leading expert on leadership and became a John Maxwell team coach and consultant. And then just three years later, she was selected for the Maxwell Disc Method faculty. Regina's mission has become very, very clear, and that is to boldly reconnect others to the best in themselves, others, and life. And in February of this year, February 2022, she took an extraordinary leap in fulfilling that mission. And what she did is she founded the and, and, and she created the EQ Project. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. Regina believes that Emotional intelligence is the missing link for most of us in living our best lives. And her, her reach continues to widen as uh, the host of an amazing uh, show. It's a women's show on the Empowered Living Facebook page. And that page boasts 2.3 million followers. When Regina isn't serving her clients, you can find her at home in Atlanta with her husband, Roger, playing piano or working with the nonprofit nearest to her heart, Cares for Kids. 
And when they aren't traveling, they're focused on their local Riverside pizza franchise and spending time with friends and family. Well, hey, Regina, so grateful to have you here on In the Growth Space. Welcome. Hey, David, it's it's wonderful to be here. I'm so excited. You're finally having me. You're finally, oh, finally, having me. finally, finally, your people got with my people and we were <laughs> we were able to connect on a date to, to record this. I'm so excited, Regina. Oh, me too. Oh, my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. So for, for, for the listeners, you know, let me just say, first and foremost, that Regina and I have a heck of a lot of time whenever we get together and generally speaking, we get to the end of our time together and we go, oh my gosh, how did the time go so fast? I love that. That's, that's one of my favorite things, David, is to spend time with people like you and then the time goes so fast. I'm like, I'm not finished yet. Wait, but wait. Yeah, exactly. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my. Well, let's let's start and talk about um wherever you want to start with this but but what what's been the beginning of your growth journey like what got you on the path to mm -hmm. growing both personally and professionally and um what was the catalyst for that gosh that's such a great question david and when i look back on my life i think about keller williams realty mm -hmm. i think about becoming my own boss, becoming mm. an independent real estate agent in 2007. Yeah. And that was the first time I did not work for anyone else but myself. Mm. And even though real estate was not the ideal career for me, um, let me just say that at Keller Williams, they're so growth oriented, you know, oriented, yeah. not just real estate, but personal growth. Mm. They embrace yeah. all things John Maxwell. They just do personal growth at a high level. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what kept me there, even though that was not the, the best career fit for me. Oh, yeah. They yeah. loved personal growth there and I just ate it up. Oh, that's that's amazing. And so what got you into real estate in the first place? I, I'm kind of curious about that. <laughs> just this idea that um, I could I could do my own thing. This idea that I was responsible for mm. the outcomes. Uh, before that, I had worked in medical office management. I had managed a primary care office where we saw over 200 patients a day. Oh, wow. um, I managed a mental health practice. I managed a neurology practice when I got here to Atlanta. Oh. And so I've been so involved in medical office management and loved it and truly, truly loved it, especially my time at mental health. That mm. was talk about growing yourself. Sure, um, yeah. just a just a great environment great people and then when i got married and after i managed the neurology practice here in atlanta my husband said well now you can have choices do you want to go in real estate you know what do you want to do and i said i'll give that a shot oh. and in the beginning i really didn't want to give it a great shot yeah and I, and, I, and i did okay but i knew deep in my heart that there was something else i was supposed to be doing but yeah. keller williams is a fabulous organization their god family mm. business mm. and and that was where i was really introduced to this idea of personal mm. growth that's really cool that's yeah. that's so good well so you 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 got into real estate and then as you grew you began to discover things about yourself about the the business yep. that maybe were some parts were a fit some parts weren't a fit talk about that like transition what was that like yeah, so I can remember being at KW and just embracing the culture mm. and thinking, gosh, I, I love speaking. I, I love this idea of creating something with people. 
-hmm. And then in 2015, I decided to join the John Maxwell team. And then doors really opened. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you know, what was great about KW is they allowed me to, to do my John Maxwell business there. Mm. You know, I knew a lot of the team leaders right here in Atlanta, and they would say, of course, you can come over and teach something. Of course, you can come over and and do something in our office. And it was just a great place to start mastermind groups and lunch and learns. And most of my paid clients came out of Keller Williams offices just because I was going to add value and I was starting this new business. And I knew, I mean, I really knew that I didn't belong in real estate. I wanted to help people grow. I loved this idea of sharing information that could change people's lives. And I was just fortunate enough that at Keller Williams, they allowed me to do that. So, (laughs) yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And it's great to be in that kind of an environment, that kind of a culture. It really, really was. I mean, it was fantastic. Oh, that's great. I, I mean, I think one of the things that I think that is really um, important for leaders to, to look at is to look at, number one, um, is the culture that I'm in a place where I can grow and thrive? And, and, and if it's not, then we need to find something that, that will allow us to do that. And then if I'm the leader, I actually, if, if, I, if I see that my environment, my culture is not giving people that opportunity to grow or if we're not investing in people to, to help them to grow, then I need to look in the mirror and figure out how can I either be a catalyst for it or you know, change it. And I think that that's, that's a, a really important component of not only just personal growth, but pro- professional growth as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and, and David, and just to speak to that point for yeah. a second, you know, our leadership, now every Keller Williams office is independently owned and operated, sure. but the leadership of my office, I can't say enough about that because mm. I remember thinking, okay, in real estate, your numbers are supposed to go up year over year, <laughs> not down. So <laughs> I really need to make a decision because in 2016, we had a new team leader come along and okay. she was just one of the best in the businesses. She mm. knew how to grow offices at mm. a high level. And I knew that's what she wanted to do at our office. And so I remember going in there uh, the day before Thanksgiving with a homemade banana bread my mom had made. And I was going in there to tell her, you know, that I was going to leave the the office, you know, because I know my heart wasn't in real estate Mm -hmm. and I wanted to see the office grow and thrive. And I didn't Mm. want to send us in the wrong direction. And so our team leader at the time, Deb, just a beautiful, wonderful lady. And I said, okay, Deb, before I could even get all the words out of my mouth, she said, you know, Brian and I, and Brian is the owner of our office. She said, Brian and I were talking and we think you should teach the new agent Ignite class. Oh, wow. Cool. And (laughs) I was, I hear I was ready to leave, but they were finding, they were finding a better fit for me in the market center. You know, they knew real estate wasn't for me, but they were offering me an opportunity to do what I love to do, which is teach and share and, and do that with our new agents. And so I took them up on that offer and it was an amazing time for me to do that for about a year and a half. Amazing. You know, that, that really is a sign of a great leader to be able to look at the strengths of each individual on the team and make sure that they're fully utilizing those strengths and, 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 and aligning them with, with their strengths. I think that's it's really so great because they could have just said, okay, Regina, you're right. Real estate isn't for you. Yeah. You know, we love you. Thank you. Have a great life. And instead, because of who I had been in the office, you know, I was culture mm. winner a couple of times in my office. I was a Southeast culture uh, uh, ambassador 
they mm. found a spot for me instead of just letting me go out the door because I wasn't the best real estate agent. Yeah. Um, they knew that I knew enough for my time on the job that I could teach new agents. And it was just a highlight of my entire time at KW. It really I, was. I, I think that's absolutely amazing. And, 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 and I think that each of us goes along our, our growth journey. And at some point we run into a leader like you were just talking yeah. about that helps us to be able to discover the best within us. I, I really do. And I think that that's, that is, uh, that's the, the kind of leader that I want to be. And that's the kind of leader that here in the growth space, we want to help others to be. And um, so talk a little bit about the, when you transitioned then from, you know, doing the, the Ignite class to really doing some, some, you know, coaching work on your own. And, and then uh, I know that you've also uh, created a, a, uh, an emotional intelligence uh, assessment and program. And, and um, I want to get into that as well, because I think that's a, an important topic for leaders to grow in. It sure is. Uh, just, just going back for a moment, I think that teaching the Ignite class, when I had that opportunity, it comes along at the end of 2017. So for all of 2018 and part of 2019, that's what I did in the Keller Williams Market Center that I was in. Yeah. And it really showed me that I wanted to speak to people. I wanted to coach people. And I didn't want to talk about real estate necessarily every day. And so I knew that I had to make some hard decisions. And my husband was getting a position with his company, AT&T, on the West Coast for a little while. Oh, wow. So teaching the Ignite class required me to be in the office quite a bit. Sure. Um, and then my husband's going to go out to LA and Amen. it just wasn't a fit. So I knew the time had come because I loved speaking and coaching to leave Keller Williams as hard as that was, um, just to have more flexibility for travel. And mm -hmm. then it gave me the opportunity to really take a look in the mirror and say, okay, now without Keller Williams, without teaching the Ignite class, what do I really want to create in my own speaking and coaching business? And I'm fortunate that even though I technically and officially left real estate, that I had so many contacts there. And that when I did want to come back and teach things, um, that I could do that anytime. Um, but I really did have to take a look at myself and say, what's next? Yeah. And really embrace that John Maxwell training, mm -hmm. um, which, led, which also led me to Empowered Living, which, as you said, recently led me to create uh, an emotional intelligence course. But yeah. everything just really built. I mean, one thing built on another, on another. And I wouldn't trade any part of that journey because it's all led me here to, to EQ. Yeah. So, so I love yeah, that. David, yeah. Well, and I think the, the one thing that I, I heard you say too, is that along the way relationships were what helped you to continue yep. to grow and, and it, and it helped you to build on what you had done before. And, and gosh, it's probably why we get along so well, because I, I really appreciate that. It's one thing that I know that, early in my career, my dad taught me is that, it, I mean, he, he always used to tell me, David, never burn bridges. You always want to, you know, create and maintain those relationships with people because it's important and it's important to have those relationships. And, and so I, it sounds like that's exactly what you did. That really helped me because um, even though I wasn't the greatest real estate agent, I was centered around the people. Mm -hmm. I was centered around the agents and what could I do? Yeah. And I mean, I was rewarded because I was twice given our culture award. I mean, yeah. we have over almost 400 people in the office twice wow. when I was uh, 12,000 people, 12,000 agents in the Southeast region 
oh when goodness. I was selected as a culture ambassador in 2018. So I really embraced at a high level the people part. Yeah. And that's what led me to that Ignite opportunity because my team leader, the owner of our office, they saw that. Our owner's wife, Marcy, I help her with our charity. I got to go speak at the offices on behalf of our in-house charity. Cool. And so leaving Keller Williams, I still had those relationships. Mm. As a matter of fact, my coaching clients right now, a good bit of them are KW agents. Agents, oh, and nice. Because of the relationships I developed. Yeah. And so you saying that your dad said, don't burn bridges. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And even if we're not in the perfect fit in our companies and our offices, mm -hmm. the people factor is probably the most important factor. I mean, it is our technical skills and doing a great job, sure. but we cannot forget that people piece. And that's what's allowed me to, to continue to this day to have great relationships inside of these KW offices, even though I'm not an active agent. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Um, that's amazing. Well, so let's, let's transition for just a second and talk about sure. emotional intelligence, because I know that for me, emotional intelligence is a is an important skill and it's an, an important awareness and i know that um, in a couple of weeks uh, from this recording that you're going to be a part of our emerging leader inner circle and you're going to talk to our emerging leader groups and i'm really excited about that because i think if there's anything that an emerging leader should learn it's it's to be aware of their emotional intelligence and how to grow in their emotional intelligence so talk a little bit about that why is it important and and how do people then go about growing in that area it's interesting because emotional intelligence you know things like empathy creativity flexibility self-awareness that is going to be a leader's best friend moving mm. forward sure. and the future and i think about the future but the future is really now because in 2025, eight of the top 10 skills needed, the World Economic Forum uh, published a paper mm. and eight of the top 10 skills needed for 2025 are in emotional intelligence. And actually, David, the future is now because coming out of this pandemic, um, emotional intelligence has never been more important. I mean, mm. one thing that COVID did was push to the forefront our need to better connect and be aware of how other people are feeling sure. coming out of this pandemic, because think about everybody working from home. There was an emotional and a mental health toll mm -hmm. that that took on workers in terms of feeling isolated, mm -hmm. overwhelmed, because I mean, how many Zoom calls have we all been on, especially right. in the middle of the pandemic, you were like, if I was on one more Zoom call, <laughs> I'm gonna scream, because right? there was. I'm happy to be on a Zoom call with you because yeah. we've actually connect in person several times. Right. And so when that in-person component is missing, mm -hmm. you see people's anxiety and depression go up. Uh, yeah. And so leaders need to have that resource of tapping into other people's emotions and, and asking them, how are you doing really? Mm -hmm. I, I remember um, until recently, I was part of the DISC faculty for the John Maxwell team. And of course, we're all spread out all over the country. Mm -hmm. uh, and we get on a Zoom call to have our team meeting. And this was right after COVID was like the first, those first few months when we, it was uncertainty. It was sure. fatigue over, I don't know what's going to come next, you know? Yeah. And then it was social unrest that summer of 2020. Yes. We hop on a Zoom call and our wonderful team leader, Deb and Gino, she was going right into the agenda. And then you could see her actually stop herself and say, wait a minute, 
It's been a while. How are you all really? Let's just go around here and let's all talk about, just spend a couple of minutes. How are you and what can we do to help you? And that's emotional intelligence at a high level. She stopped herself. She had an agenda and then she stopped herself to find out how we were doing to really show that concern and that care and that empathy. And I was really glad that she asked that because that was one of those moments where I was struggling a little bit. Sure, sure. It was a lot of uncertainty. It were a lot of things going on in the news. Um, It felt like our country was starting to like rip apart. Tear apart. Um, And I was feeling that. And this being at home, staying at home, Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting, can't go here, can't see these friends. It was really rough. And leadership mm-hmm. of the future, leadership of the now is going to require taking a little pause, mm-hmm. taking that step back and asking people, how are you doing really? Mm-hmm. That's that's really the starting point. If a leader wanted to know, what can I do right now? Put your agenda to the side for just a minute and ask people how they're doing. That's great. And in, in a in a very authentic and, and, and really, truly cons- concerning way. Right. That's I mean, exactly right. I mean, yeah. you have to bring that authenticity because that can sometimes be the missing piece. And we feel that yeah. employees and friends and colleagues will feel that that's missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a necessary component because as a leader, you want your business or your company to thrive. Right. Well, it thrives when your people are thriving. Yeah. And if your people are having trouble and you're out of touch with that, that's going to cost you business. So, yes, we're in business to make money, to make a profit, and we're in business to make a difference. Yeah. When you have all those things together, that's yeah. when life is really good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, and I think that it's it's interesting. You talk about, you know, yes, making a profit, but also making a difference. Mm-hmm. It is possible to hold those two things in tension and, and to be able to hold that tension and be able to walk down the middle of those things. It, it's, it's not easy, but it is possible. And it really so, takes, it takes a, 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 an intentional um, attitude of yeah. leading as, as the book I'm, I'm reading right now is called lead with and it takes the, the, the ability to say yes. And rather That's than right. yes, but and, right. and, and holding exactly. those things, you know, intention. So, so let's, let's say, for example, I'm, I'm one of those leaders who grew up in an era who said, you know, who was taught, you know, emotions aren't for the, the office, um, in the work environment, we, we leave our emotions, we leave our, our, our personal life at home. And, and, and maybe it's, it's, it's really difficult for me. Maybe I'm the CEO of an organization who, who by training, I'm an engineer and now I'm leading this company and that's been my, my mindset. How do I grow in this area? What's the what's the way that I actually take a step and grow in my emotional intelligence? Such a great question because a lot of people, when you're thinking about uh, older group, people 40s, 50s, 60s, and now you're kind of coming in contact with millennials and younger. Yes. And so how do we merge this old school thinking of you leave your emotions at the door, don't bring it to work. That was never a good idea, even when it was the idea. Exactly, right? exactly. Because we're, we're, we're creatures of emotion. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, like you're saying, someone like they could be a CEO, kind of old school, sure. um, and thinking, well, we don't do all that here. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have time for that here. Or that's, this isn't the place. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. It, it really is the place because of all that we've gone through. Yes. And if we think about ourselves and what our goals are, 
if a CEO sat, sits down and says, here's what I want to do this year, here are my goals. Mm-hmm. All of the goals that we all have happen with and through other people. Exactly. So at the heart of any goals we have are people. Yeah, exactly. So how do I get the people to be who they need to be so they can do what they need to do so that I can achieve my goals? Mm-hmm. I have to show up also as that person. Mm-hmm. And that's what this time is requiring. Maybe once upon a time, you could say, yes, leave your emotions at the door. We're, we, we pa- we're past that. Soft skills are not soft anymore. Right. That it's a requirement for the work that we need to do. Because when you're on Zoom call after Zoom call, or even when people are coming back into the office, people have gone through a lot of uncertainty, mm-hmm. a lot of, um, I don't know what's going to happen next. Even now, we're talking about economic uncertainty yes. and all the things going on in our country, in our world, it's mental and emotional fatigue. Yeah. And if you're my CEO, David, and you want the best out of me, and I need to lead my team so that we can achieve our company goals, it starts with you. And I, it starts with having open, honest dialogue that says, how are you, Regina? How mm-hmm. are you, Dave? And mm-hmm. really taking that in. Just that little bit has been shown mm-hmm. to increase engagement. Just if I'm thinking I've had a rough time at home mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and you, Dave, to take the time, five or 10 minutes yeah. to sit with me. Mm-hmm. is a, People think it's hard. It's, uh, you know, where do I start? What books do I need to read? Here's <laughs> the first tip genuinely ask someone how they are yeah if you can see them and they they might seem unlike themselves they might seem overwhelmed Mm -hmm. where can i start just saying it's a new day it's a new day in business and i've got if i want to achieve my goals that i have written here it starts with the people and it's just as simple as how are you how are you doing really and listening that is the biggest difference maker ever yeah, it, I, 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 I so agree with you. So, and it's, and it sounds so simple, but for a lot of people, it's a, it's a tough step and it actually puts them into that growth space. And I always define that growth space as someplace that's outside of your comfort zone and, and you haven't broken through that terror barrier yet. So it's right. really feeling that, that you're feeling that discomfort. And um, so I know that there are a lot of people who that that's a, that's a really tough thing for them but i want to encourage our listeners if that's you step into that growth space step do into that, that do, do just that one thing if you yes. just did that once a day really trying to talk to a colleague or someone on your team a suit whether they're above you or, or below you based on the hierarchy of your company or your team just once a day asking someone mm-hmm. how they are just taking that five minutes, maybe 10 minutes tops. Yeah. It is a huge difference maker. And, and it is out of the, it is out of the comfort zone, which is why we're talking about it on the growth zone. Yes, exactly. Because it is a way for people to stretch and grow yeah. and you will not be disappointed and it will bring great results because somebody feels like, Oh, wow. You know, David took a minute to ask about me. It feels good. And it motivates me. And so that's what we're looking for. That that that's okay. really the magic bullet. It seems yeah. like oh, it's got to be harder than that. It really isn't. It <laughs> really is tougher than that. Pretty pretty simple simple step. So for some, not not easy, but simple. Right. Uh, definitely simple. Right. Well, talk a little bit too about the assessment because I think that when we when we want to grow and we when we want to become aware, um, it's it's really good to have a tool that allows yeah. us to do that. So I know that you have an assessment that that leaders and teams can take part in, and that gives them then kind of a report 
that shows them opportunities for growth and even their strength zone. So talk a little bit about that assessment. Oh, I love the assessment, David. So when I created the EQ project a few months ago, part of it, of course, was having a really great assessment that people could answer some questions in about 15 minutes or so. And you get this report that's all about you and where you are in your level of emotional intelligence. And the good news is there's no good or bad or right or wrong, but it tells you in these four key quotients, it tells you kind of where you are. And the four quotients are self-recognition, self-management, social recognition, and social management. Okay. And you get your scores. And I tell people when we're doing the debriefs as a group, I'll say to people, you know, this is a starting point and it's a snapshot mm. because think about what you've been through and think about how your assessment could have been different pre-COVID than post-COVID based on maybe what your family's gone through or what sure. happened to you personally. So the assessment is a great starting point because I get to kind of see, okay, what are my scores in the different areas? Where are my areas for growth? It's a, it's a beautiful report. I like color. It's colorful and it's detailed. <laughs> and there's even pages for suggestions for things you can do and there's worksheets. So there's questions you can answer oh about each of the quadrants. So it's a full on, it's a beautiful, robust assessment. You're gonna love it. I love you it, I can't wait. Happy David, I need to give you one. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I, I don't think I've taken yours. I've taken another one, but yeah, I wanna yeah. take yours because I wanna get that report and, and understand that. And and I know that we're gonna to, to create the opportunity for our emerging leaders to do the exact same thing. Well, I, I love that, uh, Regina, and I love the whole idea of emotional intelligence because mm -hmm. as human beings, we are emotional beings. We have yes. those feelings and that energy within us. And so we have to understand it. And then as leaders, we have to be able to help our people, the people right. that we work with, to, to walk through those emotions and, and to walk through understanding them and, and, and maybe even sometimes using them to help us, to help us to grow, help us to, to, to change and, and achieve the mission that, that our organization is, is shooting for. I love that you said that, David, because that's what emotions do. All emotions, even the ones we label as negative, mm. they're our guides, yeah. they're signals. Mm. They tell us what to focus on in the moment, what to pay attention to. And so all of our emotions can help us if we choose to see it that way. Yeah. You know, we choose to label some as negative. And in our busy mm -hmm. world, we choose to suppress emotions, right? Oh, it's not a good time for me to feel this. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, it is because our emotions are guiding us. They're, they're, they're speaking to us. They're teaching us. Love and it's that. just so important to key into that. That's how we achieve our goals. Really. Yeah. Um, our emotions speak to us. Mm -hmm. And when we try to, we try to suppress the negative ones, that that's not a great strategy either, because that comes back to hurt us in other ways. Uh, our emotions are to be used. Our emotions are really to be used to live our best life, to live our values and our intentions. Oh, gosh, I love that. Yeah. Our, our emotions help us to live our values and our intentions. Mm -hmm. That's that's beautiful. So tell me a little bit about, I know that you recently um, were at Turning Point. Um, you yeah. were one of the participants as well. How did, how did the, you know, your own emotional intelligence or your emotions impact mm -hmm. you at Turning Point? I'm just kind of curious about that. That's a great question, David. So I love Turning Point. This was my second one. Yeah. Um, I thought you and Paul and Andy, you guys just did a fabulous job on the event. Oh, and you. for me coming into this, it was a little different than the first time I did it in 2019. Yeah. 
So this time I'm coming off a trip on the on the West Coast. I'm coming in a little tired. I'm coming in a little late. And something hit me the second day when mm. we were, I was late coming to the ropes course because I think I shared with you and Andy, I don't know why we needed six hours outside at a ropes course. <laughs> like, what <laughs> is this about? Why do we need this? Yeah. Need this. And so what hit me is when I showed up and I was with my group, they were already in their harness and their helmets and they're, and they're starting the journey. And I said, I'm here to support you guys. And they said, okay, Regina, you got to at least get in the harness and do the little course because I hate heights. <laughs> so I said that, I said, okay, I'll get suited up and I'll do the little small baby zip line. So I did yeah. that. But it really did hit me, David, that this turning point, I was there for other people. Mm. The, the, the challenges and the obstacles, mm. uh, the being up high and having to rely on each other. I was there to be a cheerleader. I was there to be a support and an encouragement. I was there to take a back seat mm. and to hold a place for other people. I In the empowered living community that you and I are so blessed to be a part of, yeah. I have a show like you. Mm. I, I get to do the EQ project. I have, I have so many blessings wrapped around this community. Mm -hmm. And I thought the best thing I could do at Turning Point was to be that blessing for other people, to take a back seat, to yeah. let other people, it wasn't, the ropes course, it wasn't my challenge. It mm -hmm. wasn't mine to take on this time in that way. Yeah. My job at Turning Point, it, it, I just knew it. It was to support other people as yeah. they were facing challenges and obstacles. So that was like and, a big thing for me. Yeah, you know, isn't that amazing? And I, I think to me, that shows a great deal of emotional intelligence to be able to recognize what my place is and to be able to live into that, especially when it's outside of my normal way of behaving or being, because I'm, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm the same way when it comes to wanting to be out front and, you know, yeah. do things and yeah, let's go, go, go. But to be able to actually take a back seat and really encourage other people, um, that's difficult for that kind of a personality. And so yeah. I applaud you. And a lot of people that know about personality styles, especially DISC, know that the D's and I's, and I know David, that's where you and I basically fall. Yep. Um, they're the front people. Yeah. And the S's yeah. and C's usually take a, a back seat. Yeah. Well, I'm an I, but my second style can be an S or D, mm -hmm. depending on the situation. I can just yeah. go either way. And I just knew a turning point, not just because I was afraid of heights, but it really was an opportunity for me, even when we were in the room doing the classroom mm -hmm. exercises, for me not to be the first one with my hand up, for me not to be the first one ready to share, but mm -hmm. to sit back and really let other people have that space. Mm -hmm. um, I knew in my heart that that was what I was supposed to do uh, at this turning. Yeah, what a great, great story. What a great growth um, opportunity as well. And I think yeah. that I, I, I think that a lot of leaders, if you're listening to this, I think that that's a great takeaway to be able to understand when when you can lean into your natural tendencies and when you need to actually lean into those things that are not your natural tendencies. Exactly. And I well, and and it's a lot like I mean, it's a lot like emotional intelligence. I mean, we 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 have to be able to figure out and recognize, you know, the 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 self recognition. And then also the social recognition and, right. and balance both of those. So that's exactly what emotional intelligence is. It's me knowing myself mm -hmm. and it's also me wanting and making the intention to know other people's emotions so that I can show empathy and compassion 
and then I can manage my relationships well. And it may seem like a small thing, a turning point, but it really is a growth opportunity to say, how am I choosing to show up? Yeah. You know, yeah. I love being able to talk and share and, 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 and lead. And at the same time, I know it's not always my turn to do those things yeah. that I need to be able to put other people in a position to mm -hmm. lead other people in a position to grow and to yeah. thrive because I've been given all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good, uh, Regina. Thank you for sharing that because I think that that's an important aspect of leadership and growth. And so for those of you who are, who are watching or listening, I just want to encourage you to, to lean into what Regina was just talking about. And, and Regina, tell everybody how they can get in touch with, with you, the EQ project, and really find out a little bit more about you know, the, the emotional intelligence um, uh, assessments? Yeah, so uh, my website is probably the best place. It's just my name, reginabryan.com. And that's where you can get all my contact information. You can email me, uh, but right there on the website, also okay. social media is a great place, you know, reach out to me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on both and uh, just reach out because the EQ project, it's important because it's, it's, it's time has come. Yes. For us to reevaluate how we are with each other, how we handle ourselves first and how we handle other people. Uh, emotional intelligence is that's it's the art and science of that. It's really yeah. an art and a science of handling ourselves and handling other people. Um, and it, it really is a time that's come, especially in the world that we live in mm -hmm. coming out of a pandemic. Um, we really have to be very intentional about how we show up. Yeah, so true. So true. So everybody go out to reginabryan.com. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So if you're driving or if you're working out and you can't get to that, you can you can go to the show notes and, and, and grab that. But definitely reach out because I know that this is an important tool and an important skill area and a growth opportunity for a lot of us as well. So yep. uh, Regina, thank you for being on. Uh, I really appreciate you, my friend. Oh, thanks, David. It's my pleasure. Well, this was a really important conversation, especially in the times that we're living in, because there's so much change going on. And I, I just knew that this was going to be a great conversation because emotional intelligence is needed more than ever for our leaders today, because with all of the change, we have to be able to connect with our people and, and really be able to understand them and understand the emotions that are going on within them. You know, being able to connect with people is the most important skill for a leader. And, and to be able to do that, it takes emotional intelligence. One of the things that Regina said that I, I didn't want you to miss because I think it's really important. So if you're a leader that wants your company to grow, then you've got to be able to tap into your emotional intelligence and, and, and quite honestly, grow your emotional intelligence. Because as Regina said, your business thrives when your people are thriving. And so that's why I think uh, EQ for a leader is, is so very important. And, and it really starts by just simply having an open and honest dialogue with your people and genuinely wanting to know the answer. Um, you know, just asking people how they are and, and really listening generously, as we often say in, in our high performance culture work, you know, asking someone how they are and, you know, listening generously and, and genuinely wanting to know 
how they really are doing. And so the other thing that that Regina said that I wanted to recap here at the end as well is that if we if we want to achieve our goals, if if we want to accomplish our mission in our organizations, it's going to require us growing in our emotional intelligence, our 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 EQ. Um, and, and, and that requires us to really have an assessment, take an assessment of, of where our strengths are, where our opportunities are, and, and really being able to get outside of our comfort zone and learn, to how, learn how to embrace those, those emotions. You know, one of the things I think is the real key uh, to this conversation about our emotions is that our emotions are to be used to live our best lives, Regina said, and to live our values and our intentions. And I think that's really, really profound. If we tap into those emotions and we we use them to live our best lives and we, we, we use them to live out our values and our intentions, that's going to help us to really not only just live in that growth space and continue to learn and to grow, but it's also going to just help us live out our very best lives. I hope this uh, this conversation was was insightful for you. It, it, it was for me, for sure. Uh, please reach out to Regina. You can find her again at reginabryan.com. Uh, you can catch her on Facebook or LinkedIn. We'll make sure that we uh, put her links in the show notes. And, and if you want to meet her in person on December the 13th at the Inner Circle Summit, Go register today at davidmcglennon.com forward slash inner circle summit 2022 and make sure that you put the word podcast in the coupon box um, for special podcast listener pricing. Well, thanks again for listening and tuning into In the Growth Space podcast. I really appreciate it. And until next time, be well and stay in that growth space. Thank you.